The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to Mash Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele, and we have a new guest today. Hi, new guest. Oh, hey. This is Dan Hoisington. Hi, Dan. Dan is joining us from, can I just say, the internet? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I found you. <laughs> yeah. Lurking on the internet. <laughs> Dan has suffered through going to a couple concerts with me. Ah. R.I.P. Because we won't be going to any more Dick Dale concerts anymore. But No, unfortunately. That's all right. We, ha- we got some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we just, we hung out in a bunch of the same listener groups, and then I made you come on, I think I made you come on Return to Oz, didn't I? Yeah. I Talk about there. chickens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. We, we have no chickens in minute 110. Ooh, I get to do my little <laughs> intro thing. Minute 110 begins with the EVAC team convinced that they're about to win, and it ends with Volmer beginning to run for a touchdown! Woo! <laughs> touchdown touchdown you guys this is it this is the end of football oh my god <laughs> megan we made it <laughs> oh my gosh we made it <laughs> dan do you have strong feelings about football uh not particularly okay good so you will fit right in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're kind of casual fans i'd say Except when it comes to the dogs for the Cleveland Browns, in which case I am 100% in. (laughs) (laughs) I also enjoy the University of Tennessee's dog mascot, who has a little special jacket blanket thing for when the games are cold. That's adorable. Oh, yes. I'm like 90% sure its name is Smokey. That would make sense. I just love that it's a little Tennessee dog and it gets cold. I was watching it in Boston, and it was not that cold, but he needed a special little blanket, and I found that very adorable. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about Cleveland or Tennessee. We're here to talk about the last play of the game. Jones has come up with a trick play. He got it okayed by the ref, which I always appreciate, Like I because we're going to see, like, this is controversial. And he's like, no, no, we got permission. Here's how you make the center eligible. The center being Volmer. Oh, dear, sweet Wade Volmer. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan is that they will make Volmer eligible to have the ball after the snap. They reconfigure everyone. Yep. And all you have to do, Courtney Jones, is to take the ball right back from Trapper between your legs and hide it under your belly and walk toward their goal line. Then he says, like, all right. And he kind of, like, hits him on his pads a little bit. And my dear sweet Volmer boy salutes (laughs) (laughs) in his shock. He, like, kind of nods and then he salutes. (laughs) All right. Yeah. What did well, we do to deserve this character? This ridiculous, awesome character. <laughs> yeah, because he probably didn't think he was going to ever have to play football in Korea. Like, no. you know, 
in an official capacity, right? <laughs> like, and we've seen some pretty ugly snaps so far this game. <laughs> yeah, mean, that's true. He did not sign up for this. (laughs) No, no, he did not. But he is a good soldier and he will do what he is told to do to the best of his ability. Bless him. (laughs) And if that means putting a football under his shirt, gosh darn it, he's going to do it. (laughs) Even if he's not sure why. (laughs) I did a little math. Speaking of things that seem impossible, but thank goodness for the internet. I realized I did all that math of the inflation when they made the bet about Hulan, and I had not done any math since. So according to the U.S. inflation calculator, $5,000 in 1952. I just picked a, you know, we figure this is later in the war. Yeah. $48,555.85. Huh. So, because I was like, wow, split between the whole mash? That's crazy. Mm, that's that's good money. That's not shabby. A year's, more than a year's salary on a football play. I'm sure knowing most of them, it was probably gone by the end of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll bet. <laughs> And then we get Donald Sutherland as Hawkeye foreshadowing the Princess Bride as they're all standing up and, you know, psyching each other's up. He says, this is a miracle if we can, which, of course, made me think of uh, in the Princess Bride. It's, oh, God, like, oh, Miracle Max. Miracle Max. It's like, how could I not remember Billy Crystal's character's name when uh, they say, have fun storm in the castle. Do you think they'll make it? It'd take a miracle. (laughs) And then before we get into the actual play itself, another shout out to another of my sweet, sweet corporal boys. (laughs) Radar is collecting the water bottles and he just keeps saying, I'm short one. I'm short. I, okay. Like, don't worry, y'all get enough money that you can buy a new one. It'll be all right. <laughs> well, and like, when they break up, and go, like, he'll see it lying on the ground. No one is, although I shouldn't say that. This is a team where someone carried a hypodermic needle in their waistband. <laughs> this for is play, true. So just holding on to a water bottle illegally <laughs> is probably nothing to them. Because <laughs> aren't there like a billion rules on when you can have water bottles on the field and when you can't? I'm just trying to remember because I, I played lacrosse my senior year and I remember it being being a big thing like if you were on the field you had to have your mouth guard in which was so stupid because the minute the whistle blew we all used our tongues to kind of pop them off your teeth because they were uncomfortable and couldn't like talk with them in and you would like watch the other team to try and catch them to get I don't even remember what you got but I I remember there were all these stupid rules of what you could and couldn't have on the field and when and all that stuff so I think Radar it's he's gonna turn out okay hmm I actually almost expected them to use the a, a hidden water bottle as a fake out in place of the ball, but never. oh, that would have been <laughs> smart. It seemed like to have him say that there'd have to be some sort of reason, but <laughs> just him being him. Yeah, just something to say that, of course, was picked up by the microphone because Altman. <laughs> <laughs> Had you seen other Robert Altman movies before? Uh, I do not believe so. Okay, so welcome to the original Mumblecore. he was famous for just having mics basically everywhere Mm -hmm. and who knows what they would pick up and then he could just add some more stuff adr later you know voiceover later it's fine so yeah the actors do get used to basically always be doing something because you never knew when all of a sudden the camera was on you 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get light up and we know it's going because this music just turns back on. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I realize this is rich coming from someone who has broken down the football scene one minute at a time and has complained multiple times about how long the football scene is. I don't understand people who say this scene drags. Yeah, I didn't think it went by too slowly. Stuff is happening. Yeah, and it could be worse. At all times. Like when I was breaking this up, I'm like, okay, the part where they drug the evac player, the halftime part when Jones comes back in, the injuries part, the (laughs) final play part. Like it's a whole storyline. And now we're at the climax. Yeah, it didn't drag too bad, especially the steam with all the stretchers going back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how this play works is that Volmer Volmer snaps the ball to Trapper, who's the quarterback now, I guess, instead of Duke. Whatever. I'm not questioning these things. And Trapper basically just hands it right back to him in the middle of everything. And because they've just done this line change, like the evac team is all, whoa, looking at the people who are moving, trying to figure out what's going on. Right. And then everyone is moving against each other. So they don't notice that. And and actually, it makes sense. The center is hunched over, moves forward, still hunched, like perfectly normal. Like that's not that unusual, except for the part where he runs over to the sidelines and yells, I got the ball. (laughs) (laughs) And I do love Blake yelling at him like, what are you doing? You know, that Blake just assumes that Volmer would just come running over to the sidelines (laughs) and not know. What's going on? I mean, he does have to be told, run with it. Which, that seemed kind of funny to me, because that's just like a football 101. Like, if you have the ball, you should be running towards the end zone. Well, mm. without getting killed in the process. I mean, maybe strategically you want to have a kick instead of a, you know... You want to go for a field goal instead of an actual touchdown. I don't know, but... Okay, I was going to save this for tomorrow when we see him running, but okay. I'll just tell this story now. It is the last of my stories from Powder Puff Football. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, world. Okay, I'm sorry that I just keep bringing up. I played in two football games, and yet they have provided me with weeks and weeks of stories. <laughs> Ta-da! The greatest football play I was ever involved in happened my senior year. And those of you who've been listening probably remember that the seniors always won. It was juniors versus seniors and the seniors always won. It was just, you know, how much did you have to cheat to make it happen was how you judged quality of teams. Well, our senior year, we had some pretty good people and we had made the seniors the year before really have to cheat. And the juniors had a few really good runners, but, you know, weren't too intimidating. So the game was incredibly lopsided. We also were playing that year on the actual, uh, on the football field. It was the last game played, I think. They were tearing up our football field and putting in AstroTurf. It's not called AstroTurf now, but you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Fake grass mm-hmm. with the stupid little dirt beads that get all over you. So th- this was one of the last games and it was, this field was in sorry shape by <laughs> November when they know they're pulling it up mm-hmm. and putting in a new one over the winter because it was in and ready to go for graduation. We graduated on the new field. They let us drive our cars onto the field. <laughs> like I took, I loaded up my Jag and we drove like over the track and onto the field and just parked it in the end zone. 
<laughs> I guess it was a little bit back from that. But like on the field, there was so many parts that were just bare dirt, mostly around where the lacrosse goals had been the season before and they hadn't bothered to resod it. <laughs> and it was just it was an entertaining game. A sparse crowd. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> And in the last quarter, you know, the game's almost over. Not quite as dramatic as this, but pretty darn close. We're on defense. I'm on defense. I'm on the line. I played both offense and defense, but not as much as the year before. No big deal. And you know what? The line is breaking. And I, like, had my one person that I got past. And I'm just like, whatever. All the action is happening on the other side of the field. And I don't feel like running over there to become a part of it. I'll just wait for the next play. Liz Brown, who was very athletic, but built smaller than me, comes strolling over and holds out her hand and says, I've got the ball. And I I was like, you do? She's like, yeah, I don't know what they're doing over there. I've got the (laughs) ball right here. And we're standing on the field having this conversation. I was like, should we run for a touchdown? And she said, but we're on defense. I'm like, can you run for a touchdown if you're... De- we are debating this in the middle of the game. Yes, can you yes, run you for can. a touchdown if you're on yes, defense? Yes, you can. Well, what we decided was, why don't we try <laughs> it? And the worst case scenario is they say, is they don't count it. So we said, okay. And then I was like, well, you've got the ball. You should run it in. I'll block for you. No big deal. So we took off, you know, running. Running might be in air quotes. I mean, we were at least jogging. towards the end zone finally someone noticed i think she was on like the 10 yard line when someone caught up to us so i had to block one person off her so she could run in this touchdown (laughs) then we had stood there and debated if we should do it (laughs) what was happening on the other side of the field i still don't understand somebody thought somebody had the ball (laughs) (laughs) clearly So, you know, people who judge these trick plays and say, oh, that would never work. Oh, yes, they do. And sometimes they work even when they weren't on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yes, that was the grand finale to my football career. (laughs) One block on a touchdown when we were on defense that we stood around and debated before we did it. (laughs) Nice. What a year. You can always go for it. <laughs> as long as you're going for the right end zone, right? I mean, yes, yes. Don't don't go towards your own. You just gave the team some <laughs> points. Everyone will hate you. Yeah, I didn't play soccer, but I was very afraid of scoring an own goal. Like all of pop culture and media had led me to be afraid of the kid who's not good at sports scoring in their own goal. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a very common trope if you are a kid who does not know what they're doing on the field. Don't do it. (laughs) Pretty scary. Mostly was, I do not want the ball. Please do not pass me the ball. What are you doing? (laughs) Kick it. (laughs) Away. Away from me. So yeah, Houlihan starts cheering, Volmer starts running. Is he going to make it? We don't know. I'm mean, kind of giving it away, but yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Apologies, apologies. It's not technically in this minute, but it happens. Spoilers for MASH question mark. <laughs> I know, right? In minute 110. <laughs> wow, did my voice just crack on that? Wow. <laughs> So, Dan, since you said you hadn't seen any other Altman films, had you ever seen MASH before? 
Actually, no. The, uh, t- I watched it today. Woo! Prepare for recording, and I've been keeping up with the podcast, but I always thought I'd seen it before, but, you know, I don't think I've ever seen it. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's such a part of society that I could totally see knowing the story of MASH and therefore thinking you'd seen it, but yeah. not being right about that. <laughs> Had you watched the TV show at all? I'd seen some here and there over the okay. years, but you know, I was never really all that into it to be honest. But it but was all—it was always there. Captured your amusement. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, before I blatantly use you to plug our Facebook group, does anyone else have anything for this minute in particular? No, not for this one. <laughs> All right. So Dan is very active in our Facebook group, the Mash Minute Post F Listeners <laughs> Ward. Woohoo! And I will say also, if you have come to this podcast because of MASH, check out moviesbyminutes.com. People do this sort of podcast for all different films. I mean, Pete and Alex started it with Star Wars Minute, but there's been Clueless Minute. There's been Mad Max Minute. There have been, oh God, there's a horror story one, but I don't like scary movies, so I don't remember what it is. (laughs) Someone's doing The Room. (laughs) Because of course. Why not? Far braver soul than I. Yes. So yeah, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Dan, I know you don't have a podcast of your own yet. Do you have anything you usually plug? I usually like to give out a shout out to the Mogwai Minute because they let me guest on there. Nice. George and Neil. Hold you in. Yeah. <laughs> it's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. Well, we hope we've pulled you in. It's minute one time. Why am I selling this? <laughs> Come back tomorrow. You know you will if you were here today. <laughs> I never want to take th- people for granted. I'm still kind of amazed that anyone other than us listens to the show. <laughs> Today yeah. might be someone's first episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, hi. Welcome. <laughs> what are you doing? There, there's a whole lot of episodes you can also listen to, if you feel so inclined. Some of them are more exciting than this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What? Before I started any of my own Movies by Minute podcast, I debated doing Blue Crush Movies by Minute. But Wait, is that the surfing t- movie? Yep. Okay. Even just doing the breakdowns, I was like, wow, this CGI is bad. I cannot. I cannot <laughs> handle this. Um, and it's not often. And if you're just watching it normally, it goes by so fast and it's great. But I did not think it would be a good idea to do that. straight minute by minute. This was also before I got the software to break things up in a minute, so I was doing it by hand. Like hand break with the remote control. So that might have had something to do with it. But in one of the surfing competitions, Kate Bosworth's character, Anne-Marie, is up against Kiala Kennedy, who's an actual amazing surfer. And she lets a wave go by, and Kiala gets it, gets a great wave, and as she comes paddling out, she goes, there's just the way she says, she goes, what are you doing? And so whenever I say something like that, that is how it sounds in my head. Just that little (laughs) smile like, what do you do? Why? Okay, like, thanks, but I have questions. (laughs) So maybe someday, someday in the very far future, I will get around to that. It will not be minute by minute. Could do it scene by scene. Yeah, yeah, I could. That'd probably be a good one, actually, do scene by scene. I should also see how the DVD broke it up into chapters. That'd be nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'd almost forgotten that that was a thing. I've gotten so deep into these podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Chapters? What? (laughs) 
Well, thank you for joining us for this chapter, and we will be back tomorrow with more. Uh...